1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Thank you guys for joining us again. This is the Triple Threat Podcast. We got you joined in today. My man, Scotty D is here live in Living Color. We appreciate everybody who has been streaming, who's been watching us, who's been uh, sharing it. Uh, We appreciate it. Thank you guys for joining us on the Triple Threat Podcast today. I'm DJ Shockley. Scotty D, what's poppin'?
0: Hey, man. What is up with DJ Shockley this week?
1: What do you mean? I don't get it.
0: I don't know. It's just... It's just... (laughs) I'm just asking how you're doing, man.
1: What you got going on? All is is good, man. You know, the usual uh, grind of the season, man. Looking forward to... Another good weekend of college football. We got the NFL. We got a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff to talk about today. Yes. Uh, no guest on the show today. My man Jason Campbell was supposed to come on today. He may join us next week. We'll see. But we do got Bama and Florida next week in the SEC Championship game. So we'll see. We, we may put that Auburn guy off for a little bit, but we'll see. Uh, but uh, looking forward to talking to Jason when we get a chance to get him on. But uh, a lot of stuff going on around the world of sports man, a lot of stuff going around in the world, culture, everything, man. Scottie, what's the biggest thing on your mind right now?
0: Biggest anything, thing on my mind?
1: Anything, anything, anything.
0: Uh man, you haven't you haven't caught me off guard in a while. Yeah. I'm uh say, you better, know, better, I man. I'm looking I'm looking forward to NFL playoffs right now. And um that is that is the biggest thing. I, I wanna see how far the Bills can go. Yeah i want to see if if the rams can i I've, I've been watching the Rams I think they're really interesting um us see if they can knock off the saints and or green bay to 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 get all the way so that that's i'm i'm, I'm ready for I'm not ready for season to be over college yeah. or pro, but man it's been less and less intriguing as we've moved on, especially in college in my opinion
1: it's the flu bottle man i mean it's crazy I, I know mean, you think about. I think South Carolina and Kentucky last week, they both were able to play 10 games. Mm-hmm. Coming into this year, I don't think nobody expected us to get to that point. Yeah. Nah, and then you look over in the Big Ten, and, hey, they may get four, five games. Obviously, yeah. we don't talk about what's happening with Ohio State and yeah. uh, all that kind of stuff we'll going get to on. That. So You just don't know what's going to happen throughout the year. Um, the craziest thing, you know what, this week I've been, uh, for some reason, I've caught some of my favorite movies. Like Okay. Like, this week, New Jack City was on. I'm a big New Jack City fan. Uh, My man, Nino Brown. uh, I was watching the Five Heartbeats. My man, Eddie Kane. I know some Five Heartbeat fans out there. Uh, So, a couple of my classic joints came on, and I was stuck. Man, Man, I haven't seen New Jack City in a while. Before we came on the podcast, I was watching Sister Act. I watched Sister (laughs) Act. And then Sister Act 2 came on, and I was in the middle of watching Sister Act. Like, it was just... I don't know what's happened. I just uh, caught a couple movies this weekend. Uh, it was fun catching up on a couple of the old joints and laughing like I ain't never seen them. So uh, it's always good. You, know, you, you, you got any movies like that that if you've seen them 30 times, you still are watching whenever it comes on?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Friday. Oh. Days Dang to Confused. Oh, yeah. A lot of mine, and I, I'm, I'm not into it necessarily, but a lot of my movies revolve around the uh, the marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> I find I You're find Jane. those yeah. I'm in
1: love with Mary Jane. She's <laughs>
0: main thing. You know what I've caught a couple times recently? Uh-huh. Uh, I watched part of it and then I watched all of it was um uh Coming to America.
1: Oh yeah. Oh Uh-oh. my gosh, so good. Classic, classic, classic one-liners in there all day long. You so mean, good. That boy
0: good.
1: That boy good and terrible. Y'all. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that boy can got, sing. Man, you got classic lines all over. That's a good call right there. I like coming to America. I, I watch that too. Whenever it come on, my wife's like, "Are you serious? You gonna watch this again?" I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> I'm gonna watch it again." We I'm got trying five to TVs right
0: now. Trying to carve out some time to watch Die Hard with my son because that's a, I love a, I love that. That's the best Christmas movie ever.
1: Hey man, they got plenty of Die going around, so uh, yeah, you can watch all the Die Hards and never move. Uh Holidays coming up, man. Looking forward to. Holiday times, I know everybody's looking forward to being around family, if you get a chance to. Um, I know there's still a lot going on. COVID still is out there. Mm. So, uh, everybody continue to stay safe, man. Keep wearing your mask. Uh, stay safe, man. So, uh, that's a big part of it. All right, let's talk some ball, man. Let's talk some of the good things that's happened. I think we got to start in college football. Obviously, the okay. biggest story this week, Ohio State, Michigan, that mm. rivalry set to play. Everybody thinks Ohio State's going to just wear my, my 50. But then Michigan, as we know, has been under the weather for a lot of this season, uh, to say the least. Uh, So, Ohio State, Michigan gets canceled. Shadi, before we talk about going forward with Ohio State and what all that means and what the Big Ten ruling is, all that, what did you first think? Did you actually think this game was actually going to happen? Or did you say Michigan is trying to give it to their
0: rival? Well... I don't think they're trying to give it to their rival, I, but you know, they, they started some rumblings about this a couple of weeks ago, whether Michigan would, would, would uh, pull through with, on this game. Right. Uh, I think it's a shame. I know that um, Michigan fans are frustrated for more reasons than, than just this season um, right. or just the, the circumstances around why they, why they're missed game. Um, and, and Ohio state fans are, they're beside themselves because they've they've only played five games. For sure. So I feel bad for the fans of those two great programs, uh, long you know historically great programs. Feel horrible for them, um, but I think in the end I think that the Big Ten and everybody that made the decisions I don't know you know is ADs, presidents, commissioner. I think they put them at themselves in this spot. We talked about it early on. They gave themselves no wiggle room. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's it's just it's unfortunate.
1: Tell them how you really feel, Scotty D. I mean, come on, Big Ten. I'm
0: gonna keep it real. Like,
1: like like this could have been salvaged long time ago. Now they had to go back and have this big meeting on Wednesday morning, and the athletic directors had to say, you know what? Let's kind of waive that six game rule, mm-hmm. and let's allow Ohio State to get in. So no now surprise. You know, Ohio State will get a chance to play Northwestern in the Big Ten title and represent the Big Ten in. The college football playoff, which at the end of the day, I think everybody will say that Ohio State is one of the top four teams. But coming into this week, I'm gonna be honest. I put Ohio State out of my top four right now, simply because of they haven't played it, played enough games. I know they look like the team, but I'm looking at a team at Texas A&M who is they play, what, seven, eight games now, and they've all been in the SEC. I know they got mm-hmm. boat raised by Alabama, but mm-hmm. I think they have deserved the chance to sit in that fourth spot. But here's the thing. If Ohio State gets a chance to play in the Big Ten title game, they earn their spot. And you win a conference championship, you play enough ball games, you got a chance to play in a college football playoff. So that's just my personal opinion. And I'm sure Ohio State will earn their way in, and they'll be one of the top four teams, and they could end up winning the whole thing. And then, boom! Everybody will forget about it. But I, at this moment, that's what I feel.
0: I've been asking you this question off and on all season about Ohio State and whether you know what was enough games. And your your answer, and, and I and I I understand it. Your answer is: Look, it, can you look at Ohio State and feel pretty confident they're one of the top four teams? And I totally get that. The big difference to me is now, and I've I've I was kind of on board with that. Uh, you know, I was kind of neutral, but I think what really bothers me is that they have four or five, three, four, or five games that, that they didn't get injured. They didn't get banged up and beat up. Now, so you said I, all these other teams had to fight through some kind of adversity. Yeah, even,
1: They're you know, be fresh. They played four games, you know, yeah, I'm with you. I feel you. I feel
0: you. I mean, they, 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 um, they missed, um, who was the, the first game that, uh,
1: so they missed out on Illinois and they missed out on Maryland where the two games. Maryland.
0: That, Maryland. That
1: they got uh canceled, yeah. I should say. So, I
0: think at the time I thought Maryland was maybe a little better than they were. Maybe I don't feel that way now. But uh yeah, I don't know. I I I would hate you know, again, I I, I don't I, I have an SEC bias, there's no question about that, but I hate it for their play I, I would hate it for their players that they missed out because they didn't get to play enough games. It's certainly not their fault. Yeah, but and,
1: and, and, and I think that's the that's a good point too, is it's not Ohio State's fault. It's sure. not like they are the team that had the contact tracing or had COVID issues. They were ready to go every single week. And- or was
0: given a seven-game or eight-game season to begin right, with. Right, yeah. So it's
1: not – it, it, it's, it's mm-hmm. ultimately not their fault. And you got to sure. give Ohio State credit for being available and ready to go. So uh, that works towards it as well. I know a lot of people will say, hey, I just want to see a bigger body of work. Even though they may look like one of the top teams, as we see throughout the year, you lose guys, you hurt guys, like you mm-hmm. mentioned. Uh, you never know what can happen, and, you know, you got to win a game every single week. But, hey, if they get a chance to play in that title game, which means a lot, then they get a chance to uh, get into the college football playoffs. So, uh, no Michigan, no Ohio State. will get to see that. Uh, obviously, Michigan's been struggling this year. Uh, it's a big deal. Uh, other big games I think that are happening this week, North Carolina and Miami, two – I think one of the – two of the three <laughs> premier quarterbacks in that league, along with Trevor Lawrence, the mm-hmm. Eric King – and uh, my man Sam Howell over in North Carolina. This could be a really good ball game. North Carolina lost a game early in the year to Florida State that I know a lot of people didn't expect them to lose and probably shouldn't have lost. Yeah. But uh, Miami's sitting right there on the edge, too. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see how both those teams shake out. North Carolina is number 17, and Miami is sitting there at number 10. Uh, the other interesting thing I thought with the college football rankings came out was Cincinnati sitting at eight. Yeah. Scotty, what did you think when you saw Cincinnati eight? Because I think everybody thought Cincinnati probably had an outside shot to get into the playoffs if they finished up their season, but they they got a game that's canceled as well with Tulsa this week. So, how does that shake out for you when you see Cincinnati at eight?
0: I like the stories of the Cincinnatis and the BYUs and the Coastal Carolinas. I don't believe they. I don't believe that they would stand a chance in the in the playoff though.
1: I got you.
0: I got you. Well, I. I I should say I generally feel that way. I know that I know that Boise State can beat Oklahoma and Utah can beat Alabama and Louisville can beat Florida. Not not that Louisville's a minor team but um, or a power uh, group of 5 team, but I, I I don't have a problem. First of all, it doesn't matter if you're not in the top 4, you're not in the top 4. So I don't care if they're 5th or 6th or if floor, if they were 5th and Florida was 6th and Florida were to beat Alabama, they should definitely hop ahead of Cincinnati. Otherwise Cincinnati wouldn't get into that top four anyway, but I'm, I'm interested what you think about um, if I can kind of change directions. Do you think if Clemson beats, I think Clemson is going to wear Notre Dame out. Okay. And do you think if Clemson beats North Carolina, uh, Notre Dame by 14, 17 points, does, does Notre Dame stay in the top four?
1: Ooh, that's a tough question. Uh, because there's so many crazy scenarios that can happen right now. And I think what happens in the SEC matters as well. Um, Bama and Florida, obviously, if Florida beats Alabama, that's the only other thing. If Florida does beat Alabama, I think Alabama still is in. So there's two SEC schools in. And then you get Clemson, you got Notre Dame, you got Ohio State sitting right there, too. They get a chance Mm to play in their conference title. And the question you ask is if – Clemson wears out Notre Dame. Do they get a chance? That's going to be tough because I, I wonder what happens down the stretch with Texas AM. That's Texas AM because yeah. they already got a game that's already postponed, which was this week, which was supposed to be versus Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Um, do they get a chance to show the committee who they are and what they just did? Now, they just had a big win in Auburn on the road, and everybody said that looked like a really quality win, but. I think that's a good question of what happens if Clemson and Notre Dame play and Clemson boat race. If they they boat race them, Mm -hmm. then I think Notre Dame is out. I think Notre Dame is out and you have Florida, you got Bama, you got Ohio State, and then obviously you'll have Clemson in there. Uh, I just don't think there's that much margin of, uh, I should say, for Notre Dame to have a loss like that. Because even Clemson's loss on the road, in uh, South Bend was without, an overtime yeah. game. So Yeah,
0: without Trevor, without other yeah. people.
1: And then now you get a neutral site game, and if mm-hmm. Clemson boat rates them, that just tells you Clemson's just a better mm-hmm. ball club and being on, at home helped Notre Dame. So yeah. I'm going to roll with Notre Dame is out of that potential. I'm just curious.
0: What do, you, what do you think about the ACC canceling Clemson and Notre Dame's games? You think – you, I mean, they're obviously protecting their two teams. Yeah. So, should Alabama be playing – who are they playing, Arkansas? Yeah. Should Florida be playing LSU? Is the SEC – I know that the – I think the, I think Greg Sankey – I think Greg Sankey and them pride themselves in getting those 10 games in. I think that was really important to them. Yeah. But I'm starting to think that the ACC is has got it going on. Yeah. Um. That uh, they're they're like you know what we got the team set. <laughs> we don't need to take a chance on those, these two getting getting exposed.
1: Yeah, that's a that, that, that's a that's something to think about. But I think the SEC prides itself on playing the best week in and week out, regardless. No changing, and not saying that the ACC doesn't. But mm-hmm. I think they know exactly who Clemson and Notre Dame are. And right. not to say we don't know who Florida, who Alabama are either, but. I think the mindsets are different in those two conferences. And we've seen that Got it. throughout the year. We've seen that from their leadership. The mindset is different on how they go about their business. So uh, fully expect the SEC to continue to what they've been doing. And, hey, that the ACC has found a way to, you know, have two programs in the spotlight right <laughs> in the middle of this thing at the end of the year. And that's all they can ask for. Yeah. So I think they're all about that.
0: Three. Um, I mean, three really because if Florida – be if, because if that scenario pans out, let's say Alabama beats Florida, let's say Clemson uh, boat, boat races Notre Dame, then you got A&M in, the, in that possible fourth spot. So they got they got a lot at stake.
1: Yeah. But here's the, here's the interesting thing for AM. Say okay. Alabama does beat Florida. Okay. So Alabama's in. Notre Dame beats Clemson. Oh, okay. Guess who rolls in now?
0: Yeah. Texas Might be a And M then, yeah.
1: So, because you can't put
0: Clemson in with two losses.
1: No, 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 not gonna happen. Especially you lost two times to the same team, and yeah, no. So that's an interesting scenario as well for a And M to roll right onto that four spot. So there's a lot of things still to uh, yeah to throw up in air here as the season starts to wind down. And we talk about you talk about that BYU game. How about the BYU going to Coastal Carolina ball game? That was a really good game, and credit to both those programs for. Yeah saying, hey, let's play the ball game. And I don't think yeah. anybody expected Coastal Carolina to probably come out of that game with a win. I mean, you watched it. What would you think of? Uh,
0: I thought it was – first of all, I think the story is, is, like you said, is terrific that that both of these two teams with, with – I don't think they had realistic playoff expectations, but real momentum as far as final rankings, right. as mm-hmm. good of a bowl as possible. And for Coastal to um, – uh, for both of them to – Agree to play last minute um, with limited time to prep. I think it's it's a it's a terrific indicator of it's what sports should be about. You know, any 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 time back in the day, Florida State before they were in a major conference, they would they would play anybody at any time with Bobby Bowden, and um, I think it's 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 awesome, Um, and, and for BYU to take the extra point of traveling 2,000 miles, both of them having limited time to prepare for each other. And it ended up being a crazy game. Um, But uh, hats off to both those programs for not only what they've done this year, but for for really being an example of trying to get get the deal done. You know what I mean? And um, so I I have a lot of respect for for both of them.
1: Yeah, it was fun watching that game, man. Two two ball clubs going at it, competing, and BYU coming across the country to – to just f- play, man, and have the yeah. competition and, you know, give their chance to play on a national stage. So uh, big props to both those programs, man. Uh, it was huge to watch that. Last thing I want to talk about here in uh, college football is, at the end of the season, as we know, this was a season where uh, seniors or mm-hmm. just athletes, period, would have the opportunity to say this is just a gimme season. Anybody yep. can come back next year. Right. Your thoughts on them having a pass this season, and do you think a lot of seniors come back?
0: Well, that's, that's, that's a good question. Um, I've, I've only learned recently, you know, what the, from you, uh, how, how that will work moving forward. Because my first, my first question was – my first question was, how are you going to manage scholarships – if if you're letting a bunch of seniors stay, how are you going to manage recruiting classes yeah. and all this? But just so our listeners know, and you you let you told me this, is that any senior that returns won't count against their scholarship limit. True. true so that's true. important because I was like, it'll take it'll take years to recover if all of a sudden they gotta and, and how does that affect high school, high school seniors coming out and all that? So that's good to know. Yeah. But I think I think that there could be I think that there could be several seniors that decide to stick around because there's a ton of players that don't go play in the NFL. A ton, you know, you play you play football all your life, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you, it's the end. Yeah. And I th- I think there's going to be a, a decent amount of seniors from across the country that yeah. that that want to hold on to that that want to hold on to that for just one more year. You know, what do and you think?
1: The, and here's the interesting thing about it is, from a coaching standpoint, the coaches don't know at this moment, which mm-hmm. guys are going to stay. And that mm-hmm. that is an issue because a lot of schools have these early enrollees. You got signing day coming up next week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So signing day means you're going to sign a, a whole class and you're going to have a bunch of guys who want to have early admission and come in in January.
0: Right. Well,
1: in this situation, usually you would know by now because the season would be over. You'd be getting ready for a championship game or whatever it may be, but the season would be over and coaches would know how many seniors are leaving, how many juniors are leaving, going to the NFL. Yeah. So now they know what spots they can fill with early enrollees or the signing period. But yeah. now signing period is next week. The season is still going on. We've got two more weeks of the season. So they're not sure what these seniors are going to do. So it makes it tough on these coaches to know what positions they need to be filled and how they're going to go about that process. So it's going to be something to watch when the season's over. So – uh, if you're a fan of college football, just keep an eye out for seniors who say they're going to come back or opportunities for these early enrollees to get in there and how schools and programs deal with it. It's going to be interesting to see. So uh, it's going to be fun to watch. And I, I think I'm early interested to see how this season is going to end up uh, from the college standpoint. And we got a few more weeks before we find out about who is into the college football playoffs. That's going to be
0: yes, sir. fun, too.
1: All right, NFL, baby. Uh, big it's starting to get down to the wire last quarter of the season in the national football league. Uh, a lot of big games happened last week. Uh, I think probably the biggest story was the Washington football team Mm -hmm. taking down the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I tell my son this all the time. He's like, Oh, they're undefeated. They'll never lose. They're playing a team that's under 500. Uh, they're never gonna lose I said, any given day. Mm-hmm. Any team can beat you. Um, yep. What was the biggest, uh, I say, surprise or anything that happened for you in the
0: the year of uh, the National Football League just last week? Um, well, I think biggest thing that jumped out at me was that the uh, Browns were beating the Titans thirty eight oh, to seven man. at half.
1: Baker went crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was a little uh, that I that really shocked me. Um, What didn't shock me is it ended up being a close game at the end. They only scored three points in the second half. But uh, I think, I I, I think I brought this up last week. I think the Redskins and Giants are, are really um, teams to keep an eye on. First of all, they're still playoff. They they're still both in the playoff hunt, despite being under five hundred. But in the prompted
1: yeah. NFC East, yeah,
0: yeah. And and I know I know the Steelers um deal, have been dealing with a lot with uh, dealing with a lot the last two weeks. Uh, so they were probably probably a little discombobulated, you know. But um, you got to hand it to them. I mean, the Redskins beat them, and then the Giants went out to Seattle and, and and I know Seattle's up and down too, but they they went out to Seattle and beat an eight and three team in Seattle you know, and I know it's empty, but yeah. So it it was, it was an interesting, interesting weekend again.
1: Yeah. It's coming down to these last few weeks obviously of the season and all these teams are trying to fight to be that number one seed. I know in the NFC, you got the Saints who uh, came on the road to beat Atlanta this past weekend. Taysom Hill now three and O as a starter looked like a quarterback in that ballgame. I thought he threw it around pretty good. Yeah. Uh, So the Saints at the top of it, Green Bay, Obviously it's coming on. You got Seattle because of that loss to the Giants dropped all the way down to the fifth spot. Uh, so there's going to be some interesting jockeying as this season uh, gets down to the wire. Obviously the Titans are are playing good football, even though they you know they lost last weekend to the Browns. But Pittsburgh, the Titans, um, you, you got a bunch Chiefs. of teams in the AFC. The Chiefs, of course, Raiders. Who, uh, are crushing it right now. So NFC, AFC still going to be interesting as the days come on and we see what happens Pittsburgh and Buffalo coming up this week, I think it's going to be an outstanding mm-hmm. ball game. Uh, loving what you have seeing out of Josh Allen. Yes. Put on, put on a display the other night, uh, throwing a football. Pittsburgh going to be hot coming off that loss. So uh, who you liking that one, man? Who, I mean, you had to take a pick. Pittsburgh or Buffalo?
0: Um, I, I'm, yeah,
1: that's, I, why, that's why I asked you. It's a tough one right there.
0: Yeah. I. I it's kind of like it, – it's it's – you expect Pittsburgh. Okay, so 2 weeks ago they they got pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and they were not happy with with their what what was going on to with them, but after the game, Tomlin and and Big Ben were unhappy with the way the team played. So then the next week they get they you know I feel like there's NFL football on every day right going on lately, which is cool. But uh, you know, they they're they're not in a good place right now. It's not just it's not just the schedule, I don't think, but so I but I feel like it's still Pittsburgh. It's still Mac, uh, Mike Tomlin. It's still Ben Roethlisberger. It's, they still got all these people, so I, it's hard to pick against them. But I love me some Buffalo right now, man. Yeah. I mean, I've I, you know, I've, I, Yeah, I'm enjoying watching them. And uh, and like you said, Josh Allen looks looks terrific. You know, he, he was he was questioned a lot last year, so I'm, I'm happy for him. Um, I'm going to take Buffalo on that one.
1: Ooh, that's a good one, man. I, I mean. It's hard not to uh wanna root for Pittsburgh and Big Ben and his story coming back with the elbow and you know, Pittsburgh just seems like they get better as the season goes on because they're used to that cold weather and things are colder. Yeah. And Buffalo's in the same boat, man. They uh I think Stefan Diggs went over a thousand yards now in this season. I mean, they got Cole Beasley. I mean, they got some mm-hmm. dudes now that can make some plays for Buffalo. So I, I'm I'm excited to watch Buffalo down the stretch, man. I know uh everybody picked them to win. Uh how about the, the Patriots, you know, they're, they're like they're going in the right direction here towards the end. I mean, it's 66 six and six right now. Uh, put a goose egg up on the Chargers. I mean, do you think it's a good question? Do you think Cam Newton has done enough for the Patriots to say we want you to be our guy long term?
0: No. So you no. think he's
1: one and done? You think he's one and done, or you think uh, well, he gets like a, a, a two-year deal or something like that?
0: I mean, it, w- would they? would they I guess long term is 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 a subjective term because he's it's not like he's 24 years old well, but I got, I, I got no I mean he passed for 69 yards in that game you know I mean <laughs> he 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 ran for a one yard touchdown he ran for a two yard touchdown uh they they scored um two three two three uh defensive or special team touchdowns right um What's impressive to me about the team is their defense holding a Chargers defense that Chargers weren't having trouble moving the ball. They got some, they got some studs on offense out there Um, to hold them to zero is impressive, but no, I I don't, I don't think now, I don't think that they want him to be a long-term solution, but where, you know, they got to have options before they make that decision. Right. I mean, they got to know where they're going to be drafting, what's going to be available who's a free agent who, you know, they got to, they got to figure all that out. Maybe Carson Wentz is an option there
1: because he he ain't starting. He
0: ain't starting this week.
1: That's a whole nother can. Oh, I like that though. I mean, that's another, you know, big topic is this week is Doug Peterson came out and said, Jalen Hurts is going to be our starter this week versus saints. That's Mm -hmm. interesting because you just gave Carson Wentz a hundred and what, $10 million guaranteed. And, I think, you know, he's on the payroll to at least 2024. Like, I'm not sure they can find somebody to trade for that type of number. But yeah. I think a lot goes mm-hmm. into how well Jalen Hurts plays down the stretch. If Jalen Hurts balls out, yeah, that makes it so hard on the Eagles. What if yeah. he finds a way to, you know, get him back into possibly a game from getting into the playoffs or something mm-hmm.
0: like that? Yeah, but a game a game from the playoffs in that division might be 5 and so 5 and that? 11. <laughs> but hey, yeah. let me ask you a question. Do you know I don't know how well you know um uh salary caps. But if if Carson Wentz let's, let's say Carson Wentz was traded to the Patriots. How does that do you know how that affects the Eagles salary cap because it still does, right?
1: It does, but um, depends on uh, a lot of it is if they take his contract if they don't take his contract they take some they, of it they can take some of it for sure. and the Eagles could be left on the hook for you know however million million dollars they have left in two years or whatever. but yeah uh, I mean it I, I on that, that team.
0: I get that if you cut somebody it's still going to count against you that that makes sense that makes logical sense to me. Right. but if you trade somebody and they were to take if they were to take the whole contract. That's what I'm curious, how, how that affects the previous team. Because to me, it shouldn't. It's like, look, if we, we found a trade partner and they want to take him and take his salary on, it yeah, should affect it our salary cap anymore. Yeah, yeah,
1: okay. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. And they, they can take all that on. You know, they feel like, hey, this is a guy for us. They just act like, hey, we signed him to that deal. So.
0: Well, I've heard that in regards to him. And I also went, went earlier in the season when people were talking about blowing up the Falcons. I've heard people say the same thing about Matt Ryan. Like, they can trade him, but they're still going to be taking hits. Yeah. So I, maybe that's, that's what they're talking about.
1: As the season starts to wind down, obviously there were a couple teams this year that lost head coaches, Mm -hmm. Uh, a couple teams lost GMs, Mm -hmm. so there's going to be a lot of topic and conversation about GMs, uh, head coaches. Uh, I'm not even going to ask you for a GM or a guy who you like. I'm going to ask you this, Scotty D. Um, Which organization do you think a GM or head coach would want to get into if you had to choose between the lions uh the falcons houston like out of those three which one you think is the best landing spot for a new gm and a new head coach
0: are those the, are those the three yeah that i'm choosing from yeah well the lions are out <laughs> they got a they got
1: why are the lions I, out bro
0: i think that I, I just think they're a, a poorly run organization from the top i don't you know, and, and I I I don't know they're not trying to be, but but it, they've proven that uh, they're and they got an aging quarterback who I like. I like Matt Stafford, but he's you know he's he's getting on up there. Um, and so then you got the Falcons or the Texans. To me, it's 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 probably the Texans, um, mm-hmm. and I think Deshaun Watson's a big cause of that. Um, uh, obviously, here you got um, Julio and Matt Ryan and Grady Jarrett, uh, Deion. You know, you got some you got some guys, but Julio and Matt are on the on the the other side of their career as well, so I th- I think that it, it's more attractive to have Deshaun Watson to build to f- continue to build around. Um, they also have a, um, I, I think they they have a little bit more pieces on on defense that you feel good about at least. See, it's um, an
1: interesting one because you can look at it as okay, I got a proven guy here in Matt Ryan. I got mm-hmm. proven <clears throat> players. I got proven depth guys here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Or do I go with a guy, Nashawn Watson, who has a bigger upside, who mm-hmm. will be around a little bit longer, who I right. can absolutely build around? So mm-hmm. I think the question comes down to do you want it now or do you want it later? Yeah, And that's going to be, I think, the biggest selling point to a GM or a head coach is – because you're going to come and say, hey, do we want to blow this whole thing up, like you mentioned? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to say, hey, we got a couple pieces already in place. Let's try to build off those. And it depends on how much time your head coach will have. Like, we know in this league, hey, if you're not winning right away, they're going to find somebody else. Or mm-hmm. do they give you, like, the John Gruden deal and say, hey, we'll give you a couple years to get this thing together, and then uh, hopefully, you know, everything shakes out the way you want to. So,
0: Well, let me let me interject this. Um who 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 would you want well i'll just say it arthur blank i think somebody might want might enjoy or like and feel safe working for arthur blank he's got a track record of not tossing people out quickly yeah i i can't i don't know too much about the texans bill o'brien was probably there longer than i th- most people think he should have been i don't know how long their gm was there but bill
1: o'brien was well the he GM.
0: was the gm that's right yeah. that's right that's right <laughs> um but if you if you're a gm you look at thomas Dimitrov's tenure he was here for a while yeah um, every coach we've had they 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 get a leash you know what i mean yeah. Yeah. so maybe maybe you think hey i want to go work with arthur blank who's a who's a great man
1: good point
0: um a good g- point. you know good businessman overall yeah. uh but he's going to let he's going to give me the time to to handle my business and, and to take care and do what i need to do um, so that that's that's definitely something to, to take in consideration as well, I think, if I'm taking the job.
1: Yeah, that's a good point because everybody wants an owner that's going to give you an opportunity to be successful. Mm-hmm. And I think Arthur Blank has, like you said, proven a track record of, I'm going to give these guys all the opportunities to turn this sucker around. And yeah. we saw that most evident with Dan Quinn of, right. hey, things don't start right, but at the end of the year I gave you an opportunity and then give you another chance to come back. So uh, I'm with you on that particular situation. All right, Scotty D, we're rolling out here towards the end of this thing, and the last thing I think I think we should, you know, kind of end on is talking about the NBA, man. The NBA yeah. is on the horizon, coming, coming, coming real soon. Uh, preseason's on the rise. We got a couple of trades that's already happened. Uh, the Hawks have gotten better. They yeah. brought in my man Rajon Rondo uh, to the Hawks, who uh, absolutely is going to uh, make trade. Young a little bit better. We, we we talked about it before we came on. Trey Young's getting a new shoe deal with Adidas mm-hmm. here in the fall, so he's going to be an absolute superstar. Uh, but I think the biggest deal was the Rockets and the Wizards. Yeah. John Wall and Russell Westbrook swapping teams. Obviously, uh, the Rockets get John Wall and a future first-round pick, and the Wizards get Russell Westbrook. And uh, I've been reading <laughs> some stuff, and Russ has already brought the intensity. He's brought that – that that killer attitude already to practice uh, with the Wizards. He's there early, he's there, you know, an hour before his teammates get on the court. So I've been seeing a little bit of that stuff going around. What was kind of the biggest surprise for you uh, during these these trade deadlines as the NBA season approaches?
0: Well, I'll I'll stick with that trade. Um, You gave James Harden Chris Paul. Then you gave him Russell Westbrook. (laughs) Now you're giving him uh, John Wall. I said Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, John Wall. Yeah. They're trying. They're yeah. trying to get him somebody that he can work with. You thought it was you thought it was Chris Paul. That didn't work out. You thought, "Hey, he's buddies with Russell Westbrook. They're they're tight." We'll, we'll, they do they do uh, commercials to, Well, I guess that was Chris Paul. Anyway, <laughs> but we will bring in Ro- Russell Westbrook as buddy. That didn't work out. And now he's wanting to leave, so they go get John Wall. I think it I think that is 100% just trying to keep Rich uh to to keep James Harden. Um, to try to bring in another star point guard, uh, so it's going to be interesting how how they mesh. If he even if 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 Houston can't get the right trade for him, I think they're willing to to squat on him. You know they're they're willing to, to make hard him don't stick.
1: Kill, man, this man turned down 50 million. Mm-hmm. Come on, man,
0: 50 m, Scotty D. Well, That's crazy. But if the Rockets don't want to, if the Rockets can't get back what they think they can get back for him, they're going to pay him whatever he's making this year and he's going to yeah. play for him, you know? And, uh, and, and I, I feel like the, the, the Rockets are grasping at straws, uh, so to speak, trying to get him to buy into what, you know, or to, I, I don't know what else he can ask. They, they've tried, man. They try to get him, but uh, get him, you know, a co-star, but it uh, hasn't worked out. So it's gonna be interesting. to See how that pans out as far as the Hawks, man, they got preseason game Friday. I can't wait to watch, see, see what they, I, I know it's early, so you're not going to see everything, but, Anxious to see uh, some new guys in uniform and see how they're gonna. I'm interested how they're gonna handle that rotation. They, they feel like new they new got. Talent, man. I don't hey. think they got a bunch of superstars necessarily, but I feel like they got like seven s- starters on their team. You know. Yeah. So it's gonna be interesting how they how they handle that.
1: I heard I heard Coach Lloyd talk the other day, and I love what he said. He said we used to were about trying to get guys reps and trying to make sure guys are playing, and he said now because we have so much competition, mm-hmm. if you don't play well on both sides of the court. There's somebody else who can come in and take your minutes, and yeah. we've gone from just wanting to be competitive to we will be competitive. And if you're not playing right, we got somebody else that's gonna replace you. So, I like I like the way the Hawks are moving, man. I like the way uh, they're trying to get this thing going. Uh, I believe that to a certain extent. Be, uh, I yeah, believe until it Until it, it happen, right? Yeah,
0: because I don't think they're gonna care how much D trade plays. Yeah, they're gonna still let him let him score thirty a game for him.
1: Let Trey cook, man. Hey. Yeah, but uh, I think Lakers still gonna be the team to beat. Obviously, mm-hmm. they, they got a little bit younger, traded away a couple guys, uh, but as long as you got LeBron on your team, uh, LeBron signed that new deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Davis signed a new deal, mm-hmm. uh, so they, they they're gonna be around for at least another two years yep. from what LeBron signed with, and AD signed a long term deal, five years. Uh, so got the Warriors
0: be, coming back too. I mean, they're going to be back.
1: You still, you you still lacking them without Clay?
0: Yeah, that's 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 a tough loss. But I mean, you can get shooters. You know, you you can get somebody to shoot the ball, and they it and they get
1: shooter, but you can't get Clay type. No, oh, I know, I know. Clay a different dude, man. All right, man. So that was uh, NBA got a lot going on. We'll, we'll definitely dive into more NBA as the uh, preseason starts to crank up. But uh, covering. Football, basketball, we, we, we had it all covered here. We talked some, uh, some New Jack City, some coming to America <laughs> today. Uh, a little bit of everything today on the Triple Threat Podcast. We want you guys to continue to subscribe and continue to listen. Uh, you know, you can find us all over the place. YouTube, social media is everywhere. We are everywhere. Twitter, Instagram. Make sure you guys highlight us on the Triple Threat Podcast. Scotty D, lead the people with some, uh, some, something, some good words of wisdom as they embark on the rest of their week.
0: Hey, be nice to each other, man. We're trying to get over a, a rough year like from, uh, from, from the, the, the virus that, that has affected our lives so extensively. And then, you know, the, the divisive election that, that was still being divisive. It, it'll work out, okay? It'll work out, it'll all work out. Just be nice to each other.
1: Talk to him, Scotty D. Y'all heard my man Scotty D said be nice. Triple Threat Podcast, telling everybody to enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you guys next week, and we'll be talking the big matchup, Alabama versus the Florida Gators in the SEC Championship game and the college football playoff to come. So we appreciate you guys hanging with us today on the Triple Threat Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Deuces.